0: Welcome to our Victory Outreach Chino podcast. We pray you are blessed, encouraged, and challenged with this message. Amen. Luke chapter two, verse, uh, chapter 2 beginning in verse 4 reads like this. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. Turn to your neighbor and tell him a baby was born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. Amen. You can take your seats at this time. I've titled this message, The Real Reason for the Season. We're not going to be long tonight. I believe the Lord is already ministering to each and every single one of us here tonight. But I came with a message that on Christmas, on Christmas Day, there was a baby born in a manger that would grow up. To be a man. Can I get a witness? There was a baby that was born in a manger, but he didn't come to live an ordinary life. He came on assignment from God the Father to deliver the world from a sickness called sin. And if there's any witnesses in the house of God that says, you know what, I've been delivered from that sickness. I've been set free from that illness. I have tasted and seen that the Lord Jesus is good, and I am a witness of the power, the miracle-working power of God tonight. I want you to get excited. I want you to clap. I want you to let the neighbor know next to you that Jesus Christ set you free tonight. You see... The prophet called baby Jesus Emmanuel. Emmanuel means God with us. God created the heavens and the earth and he did so from a far off place that we can't relate with. But he didn't want to be irrelatable. He wanted to relate personally with you and I. He didn't want to sit on a high throne and, and, and dictate judgment to the people that he created. But he wanted to have a personal and an intimate relationship with each and every single one of us. But we fell short when we were in the garden. Can I get an amen? We fell short in the garden because we were told, don't eat from the tree of the, the knowledge of good and evil. But we couldn't resist. We're not going to get into that. That's a different message but we couldn't resist the temptation, and we rebelled against God, and there had to be a punishment for our disobedience because God is a just God. God is a God of righteousness. God is a God that is holy, and God is now a man that he should lie, and when he cannot be in the presence of sin, that posed a problem for us. But it wasn't a problem that God didn't already have a solution for. It wasn't a problem that took God by surprise. It wasn't a problem that threw him off kilter when he was headed towards the salvation of mankind but he knew before the birth of Adam before the creation of Adam that there was going to be a need and he knew that his son Jesus Christ was going to meet that need and he sent his son to be born a humble birth in a manger where the bible says there wasn't even room for him in the inn, but there was a purpose and a plan for that baby to grow up and to take on the sins of humanity He was 100% God, but he was also 100% man. That means he had the power to raise the dead, but he was going to die for you and me. That means that he had the power to walk on water, but he still thirsted like you and I thirst. That means he had the power to create the fields and the animals, but he also had to sit at the table and eat with us. There was nothing that, that, that he went through. That was in vain. He went through it so he could relate with you and I. So I don't know where you come into the house of the Lord tonight. I don't know where you're at tuning in online this evening. But I want to let you know that there is a God in heaven who can sympathize with your hurt. He can sympathize with your pain. He can sympathize with your struggles, with your burdens. He can sympathize with the issues of life that well up from that issue called sin. You see... Jesus was born on a mission, a mission to rescue humanity from their own sinful ways. And I want to challenge us this season to remember the real reason for the season. It isn't Christmas presents. It isn't gingerbread houses. It isn't the beautiful lights. Come on. It isn't that Christmas music that I like but I won't tell my wife because she won't not play it. Come on, somebody. but it's none of those things. It's the birth of our savior Jesus Christ. And if we look if we look at our opening scripture, we see that the innkeeper had no room for Jesus. And I want to challenge us tonight. I want to challenge us tonight, do we have room in our hearts for Jesus? Or are we going to get crowded out like the innkeeper? Are we going to become too busy with the issues and the struggles and the the, the plans that we have this Christmas season that Jesus wouldn't have room for us or we wouldn't have room for him? I want to challenge us tonight because Jesus was in the vicinity. Jesus was present there in the moment. Jesus was there knocking at the door, but the innkeeper couldn't see the miracle that was about to unfold. He only could see the, the, the challenges that were before him. But I'm here to let you know tonight that if the innkeeper would have seen the miracle that was about to take place, if he would have made room for Christ Jesus to be born in his inn, he would have had a personal and an intimate encounter with the Lord, that the burdens and the challenges and the struggles that he faced would have all disappeared because Jesus was in the room. Much like Jesus is in the room tonight. Jesus wants to be at the center of our life. He wants to make room within our heart. The Bible says that he stands at the door and he knocks. He wants to come in and he wants to dine with us. He wants to come in and he wants to unfold the plans and the purpose that he has for us. He wants to come in and he wants to heal our brokenness. And he wants to set us on a path of victory. And he wants to give us a plan and a future. And he has it mapped out. He has it mapped out for you and I tonight. But we, we have to make sure that we have room in our hearts for him. So I want to encourage us tonight, no matter what we do, whether it's family gatherings, whether it's going to work, whether it's Christmas shopping, whatever it is that we're doing, I want to encourage us, let Jesus be the center of what you do. Because if Jesus is the center, everything else will fall into place. And lastly tonight... I'm just going to read the scripture for the sake of time. But Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 12, reads like this. And in the same region, this is directly after the opening scripture, and in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. The angel said to them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all of the people. Turn to your neighbor, tell him it's going to be for all of the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes. And lying in a manger. You see, what's interesting about this scripture is that the angel described to the, to the to the shepherds that this baby was going to be born and wrapped in swaddling clothes. And when you look into the scripture a little bit more, you're gonna find an interesting comparison. The, the angel described to the shepherds something that they would understand, but he described swaddling clothes. Now For those of us that have children, we understand that when you swaddle a child, they're they're used to being inside the womb. So when they're born, they have all this freedom, and there's a lot of external stimulus, and they get worried easy, they get nervous easy, they get scared easy. And so when you swaddle them, you put their arms beside them, and you tuck their legs in, and you wrap them tightly so that they can feel like they're secure, like they were in the mother's womb. So when I read that scripture, I'm thinking they wrapped him in a blanket, they wrapped him in something to secure him. But the language that was used, these swaddling clothes more represented the cloth that they would wrap the lambs that were going to be marked for sacrifice at the altar. That's heavy. You see, for the lamb to be worthy of sacrifice, it had to be without spot and it had to be without blemish. It had to have no flaws, no defects, no cuts, no scrapes, no missing fur. And so, when the when the lamb was born, if it was deemed worthy to be sacrificed, they would wrap it and cover it to protect it until time for it to for till it was time for it to complete and accomplish its purpose, which was to die for the sins of the people of Israel. Now, Mary didn't have much to work with. She was inside of a a stable. The baby was in a manger. She used what she had, but Jesus, but God knew exactly what Jesus needed. He needed to be protected. He needed to be without spot, without wrinkle, without blemish. And the God, the King of kings, the Lord of lords is all of those things. But he was also born a man. He needed the protection of his mother. He needed to be fed. He needed to be taken care of. And they wrapped him in the swaddling clothes to protect him. And what was powerful about this scripture as I read it is that that even at birth, Jesus was being groomed for his death. So I want to challenge us tonight to remember the price that was paid. I know that we're celebrating the birth of Jesus, but let's remember why Jesus was born tonight. Let's remember that Jesus was going to grow up to be a man. That Jesus was going to grow up and he said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. He grew up to be our redeemer. He grew up to be, come on, our savior. He grew up to be the all-sufficient sacrifice for you and me. I remember in 2016, two days after Christmas is when I came into the men's home. Two days before that day, I was at home alone by myself on Christmas day. Why? Because I was so drug addicted that I couldn't get away from the bottle. I was so bound and I was so lost, I couldn't even think I wanted to spend time with my family. And I was broken, and I was bound, and I was depressed, and I was hurting, and I was alone. But I'm here to let you know that two days later, because there was a baby born on Christmas that would rise to be a man and to take the weight of my sins on his shoulders, he would die for me, he would set me free, and he would give me a brand new life. And that's what he's done for each and every one of us that have called upon him as Lord and Savior. And that's what he wants to do for each of us that don't yet know him. He didn't come to die for the few, but the Bible says he came that none would perish that would call upon his name. That every man that would believe and confess with his heart that Jesus is Lord shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And so I'm here to let you know tonight, it's important to remember the sacrifice that was made. It wasn't a small price. Jesus would go to trial and he would be lied about and he would be mocked and he would be beaten. Jesus would be sentenced to death, but first they would flog him and they would put a scarlet robe on him and a crown of thorns and they would mock him some more. But that wasn't enough. They would make him carry his own cross to the crucifixion crucifixion site and they would hang him there to die because our death would not pay the price. It only be what we deserve. But when Jesus, when God, when the king of kings, who is without sin, who is without blame, who is without spot, who is without wrinkle, says, I'm going to take your sin from you and I'm going to pay that price. But I'm not going to stay dead. Come on, somebody. I'm going to rise again on the third day. And I'm going to snatch the keys of death, hell, and the grave. And I am going to deliver you from your bondage. I'm going to deliver you from your sin. I'm going to set you free from addiction. I'm going to set you free from depression. I am going to give you a life and a life of abundance that no enemy can steal, no moth can eat, no vermin can destroy. But you have eternal life in Christ Jesus. So tonight I want to challenge us as we stand, as the worship team makes their way. I want to challenge us tonight. Don't forget the real reason for the season. Don't forget the price that was paid. Don't let the busyness of the holiday season cloudy our minds and crowd our hearts so that there's no room left for Jesus. Jesus is the real reason for the season. If it wasn't for Jesus, I wouldn't be here today. And I'm confident to say that if it wasn't for Jesus, none of us would at least be in this building today. Many of us may not be alive today. Because Jesus was willing to... Take off his majesty. Take off the glory of heaven. Take off his rightful place as the king of kings and the lord of lords. Being worshipped by angels 24-7 in heaven. He took all that off. And he said, I'm going to put on the clothes of man. I'm going to walk where they walk. I'm going to suffer how they suffered. I'm going to taste the sorrow and the pain of this world. But I'm not going to sin. I'm going to bear it all and I'm going to show what it is to love God and to serve God and to obey God and to be a genuine follower, a genuine believer, a genuine worshiper. And when that is finished, I'm going to put the weight of the world on my shoulders and I'm going to die and I'm going to rise again and I'm going to give victory to those who call upon the name of the Lord Jesus. And so if that's you tonight, If you're saved in the house and you want a purpose in your heart to let Jesus be the reason for the season. Let Jesus be the one that we wake up worshiping and celebrating. Let Jesus be the gift that we share with the people in the streets. Let Jesus be the gift that we share with our family. Let Jesus be the gift that we share with our homeboys and our homegirls that don't know Jesus. If that's you tonight, I want to invite you to these altars. Thank you for joining our podcast. We pray these messages build, encourage, and strengthen you in your faith. If you would like to partner with us, the Mother Church is a great place to sow a seed. So head on over to our website at viocino.org and click the giving link located at the top of the page. Also, we would love to hear from you. So leave us a praise report, prayer request, or if you've given your life to the Lord, let us know by filling out the salvation card. We would love to connect with you and help you get started on your journey of serving God here at Victory Outreach Gino.